Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Gorecom, in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives after they put out important news. With us today on a Monday, Steve McCauley, CEO, Empire Clinics. You all know him. Trades on the CSC under CBDT and for our friends in the U.S. under EPWCF. And let's not forget our great friends in Europe and Germany on Frankfurt under 8EC. For those who are new to the story, one sentence says it all. Empower is an integrated healthcare company that provides body and mind wellness for patients through its clinics, through digital and telemedicine care, and world-class medical diagnostic labs. More than just lip service, they're hitting on all of those, but we're not going to cover all of that because the headline today, I'm going to read it, Empower Clinics unveils the Meta Collective National Clinic brand in advance of multiple rolling clinic launches beginning in early September in key Canadian cities. Steve, welcome back, my friend. Hey, George, thank you very much. Uh, always a pleasure to get back on Agoracom and uh, share what's been going on recently. Uh, I want to dive into some specifics here because some people may not realize there's a lot going on with this press release. But big picture first, here it is. We're in the middle of August, and you know, unbelievable how many press releases you've been putting out since in July. It's nonstop, so business is, is developing. Is this the next and biggest phase of Empowered now on the launch pad? Yeah, you know, when you say it like that, I guess I guess it really is. I mean, you know, for us, you know, kind of working hard every day, it's almost like you don't you don't realize, you know, the um, I guess the extent of the accumulation of our efforts. But as you know, we announced, you know, today the Medi Collective brand, and we shared, you know, our brand uh, guideline document, and and you realize, or I want people to realize just how hard our team have been working behind the scenes um, to get to this kind of launch, as as we say. Um, and uh, building a brand is very difficult. I mean, it's, it's hard work. It's hard in this day and age to come up with a name that sticks, that you can trademark, that you can get a domain, that you can get social media handles, um, to get a tagline uh, that you can trademark and, and logos is all just tough stuff. And I think, you know, it really is um, kind of a way of demonstrating that, you know, this next big phase is, is really taking off. And, you know, if, if any of our follows, followers, you know, ever had any doubts about, you know, the what we were building behind the scenes here, I mean, hopefully this kind of ratifies it for people. Is that? And I don't, I don't know why anybody would have any doubts. Anyhow, I mean, we're, you know, if we're, no, no. we're, if we say we're building stuff, I mean, we're building stuff, right? And uh, uh, so we're very proud of this new brand, and it's meant to be a national brand. It's meant to stand strong in the communities that we serve, but it's also meant to be a recognizable brand, you know, nationwide and hopefully North American wide in the future. And, and quite simply, because I've seen branding guides, I've seen all this before. In fact, I go read the branding guides sometimes of Apple and, and big companies, because we're looking at that kind of stuff. The, the simple message, but the powerful message is, you simply just don't go through an exercise like this unless you are about to set out for big game. Right. If you're going to be a local, well, regional, a couple of things, you don't bother. You just put up George's clinics. Yeah, you, you wouldn't you, you, you wouldn't bother. 
It's it's too it's too much work. It's a it's an investment in time. It's an investment in resources. It's an investment in legal um, for intellectual property and trademark searches that have to be done. Uh, there's there's very important decisions that were made all the way along to get us to this point. And and your your I think your point is is right on. Like you, you just wouldn't bother unless this was meant to be scaled and scaled at a national level. And and that's what our intent has been from the get go. It's it's what we've been communicating from the beginning. Um, it's it's a reflection on the tremendous partnerships that we've been building along the way with you know various uh, groups and. You know, with these pending openings here in the next very short little while, um, we just kind of get into this cycle that we've been talking about, right? So it's it's all here and now for us. And and this is a major cycle, right? Because oh, yeah. all this time you've been prepping for this. And this isn't just branding and logos, isn't just partnerships, but isn't there a significant amount of work that's already been being done behind the scenes with engineers, construction people? Like it's it's a massive endeavor and I, I want to make sure shareholders understand just how big of a movement this is yeah we're, we're in that rhythm I mean we have um, multiple locations um, under construction in various phases I mean just this morning you know I signed another construction contract and uh, signed the wire transfer for advances um, to you know you just just keep it all going and so we kind of you know you get into this this ongoing phase of you know, negotiating leases, signing leases, getting architects involved, uh, you know, getting your tenants improvements uh, underway, setting ribbon cutting ceremonies, doctors in seats, and we start seeing patients in neighborhoods. And it's just over and over and over. And we will be in this rhythm for a very long time as we continue to grow years in it, it absolutely organically in uh, with the types of uh, partnerships that we're doing particularly with our our pharmacy network partners and and how we're do, really doing this um, as much as possible in close proximity to pharmacies whether they're corporate or they're independent and uh, the other thing that uh, kind of layers in that sometimes we, we 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 can't really talk about that often, um, but that is the pipeline of acquisition. So we haven't stopped the deal flow because we feel that strategic acquisitions can plug into the Medi Collective also, and so it's not all always going to be about just organic openings. It's these one-time big hits that will drop into the Medi Collective um, that also accelerate you know our reach. Um, across different you know locations and provinces and uh, so it's, it's quite exciting for us for sure. I know the landscape in Ontario but I don't know the landscape across the country. Is there anybody else that's got a business model like this because I know there are people have clinics you know George's clinics I've got 10 clinics great and I know there are some people who do one-offs where they say hey there's a pharmacy that let me put a George's clinic in there but has anybody and uh, has anybody embarked on a massive movement like this? Well, I, I, you know, we see this concept of rolling up, um, you know, business assets into a larger, you know, conglomerate or a, you know, a national play in, in multiple industries. I mean, I have a lot of experience in it in prior uh, years through, through my automotive and my finance days. And so we're applying a lot of that playbook. I think what's unique for us is our kind of go-to-market strategy in our very close alignment with 
um, the pharmacy uh, industry uh, nationwide. Again, whether corporate or independent, both are very important to us. And I think yep. the pharmacy networks like about what we're doing is, you know, they have their lane and we have our lane and they're incredibly complementary. And so whether it's us, you know, partnering in close proximity to the pharmacy location itself. So we talk about in a pharmacy, on a pharmacy, you know, beside a pharmacy. Um, but the other piece of it that's so strong and important for us also is our product side of our business. Um, so whether it's our new products um, through Kai Care, um, it, now it's, we've got the Metasure assets that we've just recently closed. <clears throat> so we've already started our conversations with our good pharmacy contacts about the new MediShare products uh, that we want to get onto the shelves of those pharmacies. So we've got a lot more, um, it's not even negotiating power per se, but it's, it's relationship power, right? It's, it's we're, we're having the conversations with senior management across these great um, organizations. And so we have those doors open. And as you know, George, you know, it's for a, a developing small cap company, it can be extremely difficult to open the doors of major corporations. It can take almost almost impossible because mm -hmm. I've seen it with hundreds of thousands of companies who have hoped, who have tried, and yes. just never got in the door. Let alone create the relationships you created, and now creating the real business lines that you're that, that's well with top the one percent. Yeah, it's it's difficult. You know, I, again, just even in my prior experience, you know, working through that with some some you know major corporations. In, in some cases, it takes years to nurture a relationship and you still don't get through the sales cycle. So I can tell you know, our audience, your audience, that it is no easy feat to, uh, in fact, have these various agreements. And it's not just you know, we're, we're prospecting, is that we have agreements in place, we have uh, product on shelves, we have lease agreements in place, we have sub-lease agreements in place, um, and, and we're making the investment um, that we have committed to. And so much so, like I say, you know, architects, uh, construction, pulling permits. Um, we, you know, the Medi Collective brand, um, you know, that we, we've launched today. Well, what followers should know is that we've already ordered signage using the Medi Collective brand uh, because we, there's a lead time to getting signs made. Um, and so we've been doing all of that already. Uh, in anticipation of these uh, openings that are, are are thrust upon us right now, like they're they're imminent, and so again, back to that rhythm that we're going to have that cycle. Um, we've been in that cycle, you know. We just haven't been able to talk about the new brand yet, uh, but today we can. Um, everybody can follow us on our social channels. Uh, go look at the you know the landing page, and that landing page, by the way, is a placeholder, right? Like that that website will iterate sure. and evolve and become you know deeper and more more meaningful to our followers in time. But we had to have something <clears throat> for everybody to land on and take a look at and understand you know what the brand stands for. And this is a good reminder for everyone. I've already done it. Follow Twitter, follow Facebook, follow LinkedIn, follow Instagram, follow all. <laughs> Yeah, because right, that's yeah, just in, engage with us and, and share and particularly, you know, if if we're going to be in a community uh, that, you know, that you may be located in, uh, there's even more reason to follow us and get connected, uh, because, you know, we're doing something important for 
um, people in the communities that we serve. Um, you know, it's a very neighborhood focused, um, uh, it's very neighborhood focused work that we do. You know, our medical doctors and our admins and our practitioners, like pharmacists, develop deep, long standing uh, relationships uh, with, you know, customers and in our case, patients uh, that are meaningful because we're dealing with the health of uh, people and their lives and their families. Yeah, and I got to tell you, before we hop into the ribbon cutting ceremonies, I want to talk about that. But that is so important. We take it for granted. But the fact of the matter is, a lot of us don't have the, I don't have those relationships. I live in a great area, but I don't have those relationships. I got to go to a doctor at a clinic <laughs> far away or the hospital. They really don't know you, right? So this is great. I mean, if I had one of these in, in my neighborhood, that's where I'd be going because I want to have that uh, interpersonal, really close relationships. So I think it's a, it's a, it's a winning model and, uh, and yeah, I can't I, wait to see them launched. Yeah. And that, and going back to why, you know, our alignment, um, with pharmacy, uh, networks is one of the great strengths of pharmacies is how deep their relationships are in the, you know, the postcodes, the neighborhoods that oh, they yeah. serve. it's really, it's what underpins, honestly, the, you know, the reason why, you know, people become pharmacists because, they uh, do impact uh, patients' lives every single day. And we get the opportunity now to um, you know, uh, do that uh, in conjunction with um, the great pharmacy uh, team members uh, that we're aligned with. So let's talk about the fruits of the labor now. Let's talk sure. about the juice, because I'm sure the ribbon cutting ceremonies, the first new clinics, I'm presuming you're going to be here in, in Ontario for those and, and those locations. I'm going to be there, that's for sure. And I think we want to get as many shareholders as possible out to these because we want to show everybody, hey, this is it. Here's what we've been working towards, what you're investing in, and here's what we're creating. So what are those, you know, what does that, what are those first two clinics uh, you know, launches look like? I know you can't give a specific dates, but uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, what should we look like? Yeah, the date, I mean, the dates are very close, right? And um, we've got our, our uh, two uh, new independent ones um, are the ones that are, are lining up first because um, the shell of the clinics um, uh, and the treatment rooms were, were, were already in that real estate. So the speed to market in those situations was, was very fast and uh, tenants improvement costs are very low. So um, it's really just <clears throat> lining up the timing, lining up the doctors, dealing with the kind of the procedures of opening. Um, and I, I definitely intend to attend as many of these uh, openings as possible. I do encourage shareholders in the particular region to, you know, to join us because I think we, we need to celebrate. I think that. Yeah, that's what I'm going to celebrate. Do. We need to get as much press and coverage in that local community as we possibly can and share the fact that the Medic Collective brand uh, is open and alive. We're open for business. We're open for patients to come and uh, uh, seek appointments with doctors and, and then let, let the process begin. Let's revisit the economics a little bit just to make sure everyone remembers that. And I'm, I'm taking a recent quote uh, that you had in one of your recent press releases I'm reading here. With an estimated annual revenue of two to four million dollars per location, it's not an understatement to call this a big acceleration of our game-changing growth strategy for both our patients and shareholders. Uh, those economics still on track. Nothing's changed there as far as what your expectations are. 
Yeah, you know, the, the economics are um, thankfully uh, somewhat predictable. Uh, you know, it's a function of uh, square footage of a particular location, which determines how many treatment rooms uh, are available. Uh, then you multiply it by how many medical doctors that we can have and how many paramedical service providers uh, uh, we have. And then it's a, it's a little bit formula based. So as we increase our roster of patients, we increase the number of you know, patient visits with doctors. Uh, and don't forget as well that telemedicine um, really begins to play a very big role in this. So it's a, with the, the really the acceleration um, and now actual billing codes being made available for telemedicine or virtual care, um, the, uh, the brick and mortar aspect of it uh, definitely is in play but the telemedicine uh, service offerings and virtual care offerings really um, lay over top of that as well, along with the specialized services that we've been talking about, because they really kind of change, how would I describe it? They move the needle on um, the, really the, the high quality additional margin uh, that specialized services bring to our business model. Uh, yeah, so you've already announced teledermatology with uh, MedX Health, for example. Yeah, teledermatology uh, will be coming online immediately uh, with these openings. Uh, we know that we've got, um, you know, we're targeting London, Ontario, I believe, and the Lakeshore location for sure, uh, because of the square footage that's available there. And uh, we want to get into that pilot, you know, right away. Uh, we think it's an incredibly important service uh, for Canadians. And uh, we think MedEx has got a really uh, you know, neat technology uh, that needs to be um, explored. Uh, we've also got cardiology services coming along behind that as well. Uh, we believe cardiology is another specialized service that um, we can play a big role in, you know, in our communities, uh, in conjunction with telemedicine. Uh, so it'll be, you know, quite a lot of, you know, follow on announcements once the locations are open, um, but it's everything that we've been telling everybody. You know, there's there's no surprises here. You know, this has been planned out um, from the beginning, and the business model is just now evolving, um, and it's just becoming. Uh, I guess I, I would say it's just much more tangible now with with the launch of the brand uh, today. But I'm glad we've had this conversation because there is a tendency for some people think even even fans of uh, you know uh, uh, of Empower right Empower Nation. There might be some people saying, come on, let's just open clinics. You know, it's just a case of uh, stock some shelves, open some doors, get some doctors aside and let's get going. But you really have it's it, this is like serving an eight course meal to uh, to a lot of guests. You have to go through so much prep. But once the prep is done and everything is ready to go, then you can start then you can start serving your guests and, and you can unroll this eight more eight, eight course meal. That's where you guys are at right now, right? You've done all the prep and there was a ton of work to get it done, but now yeah. you're ready to start serving. That's it. Yeah. I mean, you just, you know, it's not realistic to say, hey, you just snap your fingers and all of a sudden, you know, two weeks, you've got a, you know, a health center opened up. I mean, you're, we're dealing with uh, medical doctors. Uh, we're dealing with practitioners. We're dealing with uh, landlords. We're dealing with pharmacy uh, partners. You know, there's a lot going on here to coordinate. And, uh, and it's, it's also, this is serious. This is, you know, um, serious investment um, that we expect, you know, stable long-term returns on um, as a business model. Um, so we have a number of moving parts, but we've got, 
you know, we've got really good team members, um, particularly being led by uh, Dr. Jordan and Dr. Aviv, who um, are experts at this. This is this is not new for them. So, you know, they know what they're doing. They've got a playbook that they're executing on. Um, all that we're doing as the public company is providing the additional resources to them to have a substantial business model. You know, not a one-off, hey, I got you know one clinic here and one clinic there. This is not about that. This is about rolling up with scale and, and taking this thing nationwide. Yeah, and I know a lot of people who have, uh, in my years, a lot of people I know who have started clinics, and that's exactly what it is. It's Georgia Clinics, and he's got a couple here and a couple there, and great, but there's no cohesive brand, there's no synergy, there's no crossover, and there's certainly no scalability to it. It's just muscling out one, and and by the way, it's a great business. If you can do that, if you can open a four or five clinics, you got four or five, you're, you're, you're great, but there's no scalability to it. I've seen yeah, that. And, and uh, you know, a lot of those situations that, and, and we, we see them because when our pipeline of acquisitions, um, that's what we're looking at, right? We're looking at these, you know, two, four, you know, eight, 10, you know, a lot of those, um, you know, uh, brick and mortar groups that are out there that have spent many years, you know, organically growing. Uh, but the difference that we have is, you know, we have the power of the public company and access to capital markets, um, incredibly strong investment banking support as needed. And we're investing, but again, that investment once we get a, a location open, you know, that starts to become an annuity for us. You know, it's quarter in, quarter out, quarter in, quarter out, um, very sort of predictable um, revenue and cash flows. But then as we layer on our telemedicine capabilities, we layer on our specialty services, that's where we really increase EBITDA in this business model. Um, and that's, uh, you know, that's kind of the, the blend that we have. <clears throat> the other thing that I think sometimes is lost or maybe forgotten is the business model approach that we have in aligning ourselves in close proximity with pharmacy groups also is strategically so important because we literally get to reduce our costs up front. Uh, we get to reduce our ongoing costs of overhead because we're sharing that um, with the, the various partners that we're working with. And it's, the formula is very different for each one, but uh, because of you know, real estate, square footage, the particular you know, brand that we might be working with, but we are absolutely leveraging um, the importance of having medical doctors in close proximity to pharmacies and how valuable that is to pharmacies and their business model, because it keeps traffic in the doors of that pharmacy, and it drives prescriptions uh, into that pharmacy uh, itself. And obviously, you know, prescription, consistent prescription traffic is very important to the business model of a pharmacy. Are you still on track for having 30 clinics uh, uh, open or in the open phase uh, by the end of the year? Because you had defined that a couple of times earlier this year, and you still, you still on track for that? Yeah, it's and it's it's really about the definition. It's um, it's 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 in that phase and that cycle that we're talking about. So, you know, I, I don't think we've ever indicated that we'll have um, thirty full openings um, or, or operating by the end of the year. I think the only caveat to that is if um, some of our acquisition pipeline, you know, continues, you know, here in the third and fourth quarter, and we get them closed, and and now they're 
part of the Medi Collective and they're, you know, they're operating. Um, that's how that maybe accelerates to actually physically physical open open clinics. But that phase, you know, right now still seems uh, to be on pace from what we can tell. And uh, we're just going to keep driving towards that. And, you know, I think as we, um, we can be more accurate with it as we get, you know, deeper into the third quarter and into the fourth quarter, because uh, we'll, we'll have a, a fairly clear uh, indication of, of the timing of our pipeline. But our pipeline has always been very strong, uh, always been very strong. What does 2022 look like uh, now that you're getting wow. going, now that now that the machine is going, it only, it, you know, when, it, when a machine gets going, it starts to accelerate if you're doing it well. And I think you guys are going to do it well. It remains to be seen, but I think you do it well. How do you think 2022 looks like? I'm not trying to pin you down to a number and say how many clinics you yeah, have in open, you know, opening phase, but how's it look like, man? Yeah, I mean, I think it just, you know, it, it will. I, what I'm excited about for 2022 is when we start to talk to the street, talk to our shareholders, talk to, you know, the investment banks, and, and, and we've got research coverage, and we're, we're talking about now annualized run rates, right? Um, and we're starting to talk about how that compares to TTM, so trailing 12 months versus forecasted annualized, because we will, as we have a clinic opened, we've now got a level of predictability on that annualized run rate. So if we get, you know, clinics opened in the third and fourth quarter of 2021, we now get 12 months of that revenue run rate in 2022. And so think of it like building blocks. It's just going to start to stack, you know, quarter over quarter over quarter. And we get this matrix where we know um, how each month stacks upon the next month and the next month and the next month based on the schedule of openings that are coming in. The other thing that we're working on right now is really figuring out what KPIs we should be talking about and reporting out on a regular basis. I think we, we need to do a better job in, in understanding those key performance indicators and then let them be benchmarks as we have these building blocks coming online in the future. And we're doing that across the board. So I think we're going to find ourselves trying to isolate down what we do on the um, clinic side of our business and then isolate down how we talk about the product side of our business and its KPIs because those KPIs will be different KPIs than the clinic KPIs. So we're really working hard right now behind the scenes because um, uh, our investment banks uh, that we work with you know, want us to be able to talk about it and articulate it. You know, we're updating our investor relations material right now to be a better reflection of where we're going in 2022 and beyond. You know, so, you know, this we're in this kind of iterative phase right now. So you, you used the word launch pad earlier with the Medi Collective. It's launching not just the Medi Collective, it's launching a number of other activity. And typically what I find is that when we're in this time of year, like August, and there's a lot of summer holidays and people are away, it's a great time for reflection. Um, it's a great time to bring the team together. I, I just came off our AGM this past week uh, here in Vancouver. You know, we held it at the Wedgwood Hotel, but we took advantage of that time to bring in my leadership team from around the country and board members up from the US so that we could take some time with ourselves to kind of, you know, really get our, our, our get, get aligned. 
get aligned in our objectives, get aligned, get, get you know deeper bonding with team members, and and really feel like everybody had a, had clarity around our business model. We brought in uh, Mario Cortez and Roberto Cortez from uh, Metasure. Um, really got a lot of value from having those guys come in and share their expertise on product um, and the Metasure business model. And we learned, you know, we started to set goals already about what we're going to do together um, and how we're going to resource them. So, um, it, you know, that's, I find that this time of year, uh, I, I try to do, you know, a lot of that work. So by the time we get to, you know, Labor Day um, and everybody's getting back to, you know, full, you know, full work mode, you know, we really take off and have a, a solid, you know, end of the year. And, and we're not going to talk about those things now, but that's the amazing thing about Empower, which is we've spent 28 minutes talking about the clinic, the expansion, everything going on. And if that was all Empower had, it's a fantastic company. But you've also got MetaSure and Kai Labs and on so on, and, and the products. And yeah. that's that's the power of that's the power of Empower. That's why I can't wait to see how this how this unveils. Uh, for the rest of 2021, but especially in 2022, because as you said earlier, as you're bringing all these pharmacies, they tie into product. Well, as they bring acquisitions, they tie into product, and the whole organization just starts to really ex exponentially grow. Well, it does. I mean, we, you know, we 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 have a very clear strategy here um, that you know, with if if the clinic and health center. Uh, health centers, the Medi Collective are, are one pillar. Um, we've got, you know, product R&D with, you know, Kai Labs, Kai Care, and now, now Metasure. Uh, but in all cases, it's a close alignment with pharmacy channels. And so as much as we're opening clinics with pharmacy channels, uh, we also have, you know, uh, Kai Care at-home COVID tests um, are literally on the shelves of pharmacies today. Um, you know, we're, we're now up to a dozen pharmacies, uh, uh, Savon pharmacies. We've got far Savon's, uh, individual Savon pharmacies uh, actually reordering now because they've sold their, their kits. Um, we're deliver we, we delivered to, you know, some independent pharma choice pharmacies already, both um, our Kai Care uh, at-home COVID tests and actually rapid antigen tests as well. Uh, and, you know, so all of these conversations are accelerating. And now we've got MediShare. And so this week already, we're uh, talking to our pharmacy partners now about MediSure, which is now a wholly owned uh, subsidiary of the public company. And those conversations are just, yeah, well, let's get on the calendar. It, it's an example, an example of a great business, a great business that just wasn't positioned to scale. Incomes empower, adding on structure, resources, financing, and you can blow that thing out of the water now. Well, and that, that's exactly that. So we, ha we have an expectation that uh, we have an expectation of growth with MediSure. Um, you know, we don't um, have uh, detailed numbers behind it yet. Uh, the team at MediSure are going away, coming off of our executive retreat um, with some objectives, some marching orders, and really come back and sort of augment their business plan for growth. Um, we, we have already established new meetings with uh, some of these big pharmacy partners with MediSure this week because we can make that phone call and the door gets opened. Uh, we've got them already 
um, working on their submission for the FDA to set them up to be able to enter the US market, where which is 10 times larger market. And we've got um, an established you know, relationship already that we previously announced with, with Tabula Rasa, who's got 15,000 pharmacies um, in their network. And you know, so it's kind of that, that playbook um, should be able to be replicated in big markets like the United States as well. So, you know, there's a lot of interesting things, you know, being, you know, foundation that's being built, George, um, so that as we go to 2022 and 23 and 24, um, we really see that acceleration in uh, our top line revenue model and then, you know, EBITDA that gets thrown off from it. Steve, uh, we could keep going on and on, you know that, because we love talking about Empower, but Thanks for this up. Thanks for this update because uh, it really and and I promised everyone this at the beginning of the interview. This wasn't just a new brand logos and trademarks press release. It was the foundation of something way bigger. And look at the conversation uh, that that we've had in the last thirty minutes. And the, the, this is just the this is just the last piece, right? The branding. TMC was a critical but last piece of the puzzle that's necessary to create the brand. But in order to get to that point, you've grown everything underneath that in order to support the brand. Well, I think everyone's heard it loud and clear. Yeah, building blocks, right? It's we're we're putting a foundation in place that we can build upon that will have that will be will be strong enough for the type of growth initiatives, you know, and and the growth desire and appetite that we all have. Um, but you have to put building blocks and foundation in place. And I, and we've been doing that all along. You know, we know what we're doing behind the scenes all along. And uh, we have to just continue to, you know, articulate it uh, and communicate it appropriately and clearly and with transparency. Uh, but nobody should ever doubt um, how hard we are all working um, uh, to build a, a tremendous professional organization. I'm going to end off by saying I think you've articulated. I think you've been very transparent. But no matter what seeing is believing yeah right i think you had that in the press release too but seeing is believing when the clinics the first clinics start to launch the ribbon cutting ceremonies there's steve there's the team there's the doctors the whole organization i think that's when the empower story just like you said becomes tangible everybody says holy moly they're going to be five of these and then 10 and then 20 and then 30 then god bless 50 100 couple hundred of these going forward and, yeah. uh, and I think that's when it takes on uh, a whole new meaning. So thanks yeah. for joining us today. And by the way, you said earlier, everyone's kind of on vacation. I'm on vacation. I'm in California. That's why the lighting is a little off. I'm in a hotel room. Uh, but you're going to be in California next week. So hopefully we'll do a little impromptu uh, video just by fluke. You and I found out that we're going to be a block away from each other. Yeah, so we'll absolutely. do a little impromptu selfie video uh, to talk more about the company. Maybe even answer, maybe even answer some questions. You know what? Now they think about it. Maybe let's let's set up some Q and A. That's a, yeah. You know, you know what? We'll set up some Q and A, and then that's yeah. what we'll do. Yeah, we've got a week, you know, sort of to get that organized. But yeah, let's let's get uh, let's get some you know you know new fresh questions from uh, from the audience, and then we can uh, we can address some of them together. All right. Thanks for joining us, Steve. Congratulations to yeah. you, the entire team, because this is a monster organization put together to get to this point so congratulations to everybody can't wait to see you next week and for everybody watching and listening at home uh who for, especially for the investors live in ontario and the gta can't wait to see all of you on a, on a few occasions starting in september uh we all see each other's face fa uh, face to face and uh, and enjoy the celebration together thanks thanks steve thank you george appreciate the time
For everybody at home, you've been watching or you've been listening by podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, your favorite podcast platform to Steve McCauley. He's CEO of Empower Clinics, trades in Canada under CBDT in the US, EPWCF, and for our great friends and supporters in Germany on Frankfurt under 8EC. For those new to the story, you got to start your due diligence. Two ways to do it. One, get to the company's profile page in the Gorecom. Two, get to the company's actual website. And three, because you've got brand new tools now, get to all the social media channels for TMC. All right, get to all those, start signing up for them, take a closer look and be there if you can for the ribbon cutting ceremonies in Ontario, uh, because that's the ultimate due diligence. Have a great day, everybody. See you next time. Hey guys, this video is over, but don't forget to help your company by liking it and even leaving a comment below. And then don't forget to help yourself by subscribing to our channel and never missing another great Agoracom small cap video.